Do you have solo economic dependency? That is, if you aren't working, you aren't making money. The Art of Passive Income Podcast is the solution. Discover passive income models so you can enjoy life on your own terms. Let freedom ring. Hey, it's Mark Podolsky, the Land Geek, with your favorite niche real estate website, www.thelandgeek.com. Unfortunately, Scott Todd is away on business, doing deals, coaching clients, and other geeky endeavors. But alas, no worries, because today's guests are big deals in the Land Geek community. You know him. You love him. Chris Clark is back. Chris, how are you? Hey, Mark. Doing good. How are you doing? Pulse is still normal. Respiration's fine. Um, I got back from Newport Beach. I'm relaxed. I'm energized. Doing deals. Um, I have to tell you, Chris, like, your lifestyle is ridiculous. Um, for those of you, what, what, what's your Instagram account? It is Chris underscore Clark. Yeah, go to Chris underscore Clark and just see how Chris is is living the dream. Um, do you want to tell everybody what you're doing, Chris? <laughs> I think it's Chris underscore Clark. I just, just started it. But, yeah, so I bought an Airstream travel trailer and about a month and a half ago. Uh, commitment is to stay in it and live in it full time for a year. So I gave up my place in San Diego for that time frame. And I'm going to travel around the country as, as much as I can and check out land, uh, buy and sell land. Uh, not that you need the trailer to do so, but, um, but yeah, just travel around and work remotely from, uh, from the Airstream. It's amazing. It's amazing. So now we have a, a new guest. And, um, and Michael, I'm going to put on my Anchorman voice. You're kind of a big deal. Um, you want to tell everybody Michael Warren is partners with Chris. And before we get into uh, how you guys became partners, um, I just want to introduce Michael as uh, a guy who's been involved in real estate for a long time. And we're really very fortunate to have him as a part of the Langa community. And so, Michael, I'm going to put you on the hot seat and kind of tell everybody your superhero story. Like, how did you start? <laughs> Uh, oh boy, here we go. Um, well, first off, thanks for having me. Uh, it's an honor to be here and, and the land geek community is very lucky, uh, to have all the coaches and resources that they do and, and you do an excellent job with this. So I'm honored to be here. Um, yeah, my story, uh, it goes back, you know, when I got out of college and I was looking to, to get into my career, um, I, I always wanted to be in real estate. And so, uh, I jumped right in. I actually started working with a commercial research and information company called CoStar. And oh, I know CoStar. They, really big. Yeah, yeah. So um, they had opened an office in San Diego. And uh, I originally grew up in Colorado, but moved out to San Diego and, and started working for them in their research and analytics side. And did that for about a year. And then um, went into brokerage and... Uh, did a little bit of residential, but mostly commercial brokerage, and then actually established a commercial financing division within a brokerage shop. Um, and, you know, things were good. It was when the market was hot. Uh, we, we did a couple of great deals and, and learned a lot about that side of the industry. 
Um, but then the market came crashing down, and uh, I had an incredible opportunity to go work with a couple of guys who were starting a company in default management. And essentially, they were the first outsource group for a lot of the really big institutions. And, and they came from GMAC. So they had worked internally with these institutions in the past, knew the process inside and out, um, and basically started this company knowing that all of these larger institutions were going to have tons of volume coming through their REO or foreclosure department. <clears throat> Excuse me, department. So... Um, Went and worked with them for about six years and learned a ton. And actually, uh, that's where I met Chris. And Chris and I worked next to each other, uh, had a blast. And uh, we could tell you some pretty funny horror, horror stories. But uh, <laughs> but uh, things were crazy. Um, as everybody knows, during that downturn, uh, you know, nobody could really anticipate the volume uh, of foreclosures that were coming online. So um, we were right there in the mix of it and, uh, and gained a ton of experience from that. Um, then as the market started to recover, uh, my wife and I moved back to Denver and we've been in Denver for about three and a half, almost four years now. And uh, I've been doing uh, real estate development with uh, a pretty good sized real estate development firm. And we do all sorts of, different sizes of deals from, you know, one or two single family homes all the way up to two or 300 unit multifamily apartment or condominium projects. Wow. Um, so I, I've kind of been involved in, in virtually almost every aspect of real estate. Um, and, you know, Chris approached me a, a while back, a couple of years ago now, when he first started getting into land investing. And, uh, you know, he had kind of told me the model and, and it all sounded really attractive, like a great opportunity to me. Um, but I was kind of stuck in a couple of things and, and pretty involved in, in my development work. And so I didn't have a lot of spare time. Um, well, sure enough, Chris kept uh, kind of hounding me and staying in touch. And, and so we, we decided to go into a, a partnership together last October and, uh, been doing deals ever since. Now, how's how's that going? Because most people have a very difficult time with partners. Um, how do you guys make your partnership work so well? Um, you know, that's a great question, and I, I think that a lot of partnerships are are very challenging because, in essence, it is just like a marriage. And in many aspects, your work with your partner uh, almost more, or see them almost more than you would see a significant other. And so, uh, you know, Chris and I are very fortunate. We complement each other very well. Um, Chris is a, a great opportunistic uh, kind of dreamer, and he has these great visions. But he also has great leadership uh, where, you know, he can kind of identify the next steps, the goals, um, and he leads by example in, in bringing a team together. And, and so Chris and I actually, we – started and sold a company back in San Diego. Um, it was a side business and it was a recycling company, believe it or not. Um, and that's kind of a whole different story, but, but Chris and I had experience working together. Uh, we ran that for about two and a half years and then had uh, a nice exit getting out of there. Um, and so we knew uh, how to work with each other. We kind of went through some trials and tribulations throughout that process, but 
um, you know, when Chris approached me, it, it was really a no, no question uh, in my mind as to um, us being able to work together again. We were just kind of looking for the right opportunity, and, and this seemed to be it. Yeah, so, and what's interesting is you're in Denver. He's in San Diego, like, for now. I mean, he was in Costa Rica, which, you know, we can talk about, Chris. But, um, you know, it's, you guys are virtual. It's not like you're sitting in an office together. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually, we've, we've found ways to really make it work well. Um, we utilize a ton of technology. Um, we've got a cloud-based uh, management platform that we utilize, uh, Podio. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we also try and steer away from email as much as possible. And we've been using Slack, which I is a great Slack. tool. Yeah. For, for teams to communicate and, um, kind of like a, a, a better, uh, email and instant messenger system altogether. Um, so, so yeah, we've been utilizing all of these different, uh, online tools and technology so that it, it's basically, just as productive as if we were sitting right next to each other uh, working in an office. It's amazing. It's amazing. And, um, and since you started working together, what, where do you, what do you see? Like Michael, I mean, you're, you're doing this part-time Chris, you're doing this part-time, right? And how yes. many hours a day do you guys focus and, and how many deals are you, are you, are you doing, you know, as far as, you know, cash in terms? On a monthly basis. Yeah. So, um, so we are both, we laugh because we are technically, I guess you could say we're doing this part-time. Um, although the hours that we are investing in this, at least for now are, are pretty significant. So, um, I, I don't think that there's a week that either of us puts in less than 40 hours a week. And it's pretty intensive at this point, mainly because Chris and, and my vision for, um, building this is to create all of the systems, um, all of the processes in place so that we can automate it as much as possible um, and kind of streamline and outsource where we, where we can, um, but get a machine built and running as smoothly and efficiently as possible so that we can then scale the business uh, quickly without having to invest tons more of time and energy um, individually between the two of us. So, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say one of, one of my biggest bottlenecks, like especially right now is, is deal flow. And it's, it's funny to say it, but I, I have a problem. I have too much deal flow. Like we can't process the deals fast enough. And somehow I know you guys have figured this out. Like you're, you've, you've built this process driven system where you can churn out a lot more deals um, using your due diligence model. Can you kind of explain what you guys are doing? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, it, it all starts with, again, just creating the system and the process for each step along the way. And so we, we went back to square one and basically mapped out a deal flow diagram uh, where we took, you know, everything from uh, reaching out to the county, pulling the county list, scrubbing the county list, uh, sending out the direct mailers, doing some A and B testing with the direct mailers to see what's most effective, uh, then going over to uh, getting calls from potential sellers or uh, offers sent back in the mail, 
to our closing process, doing our due diligence, uh, everything that needs to be collected up front so that we can make sure we're making an educated decision, all the valuation piece that needs to be collected up front so that we know that what we're buying is for the right price and get a, a pretty good estimate as to what we can sell it for uh, on the back end. Um, and then the title and closing piece. And, and the title and closing piece, I think, is a, a big challenge for um, a lot of people. And, and that's because title in itself can often be kind of a foreign language. Um, we were very fortunate to have a, a professional that we worked with uh, at our previous position who was doing a little bit of consulting and, and freelance work. And uh, we kind of brought her in and, and she's helped us. Uh, drastically revamp our whole title and closing process so that we can essentially get all the information, all the title documents, all the deeds, anything else, uh, so that she can review it quickly. And then she also generates all of our closing documents and monitors the closing process for us. So we mapped all of that out on the acquisition side, and then we took the same approach on the disposition side. And um, Chris is really kind of a, a master marketer if you will, and, and he's done an incredible job in identifying all the different outlets that um, we can kind of touch a potential bu buyer um, and then doing a little bit more research into what those demographics are that we think the particular properties that we have appeal to, um, how do we reach them, and then mapping out the actual closing process. So once we have a lead, um, you know, how do they actually buy the property from us? How are we handling all the closing documents? How are we handling the payments? Um, all that stuff. So really, I guess the really long answer, um, but to sum it up is, is we just tried to go back and map out this deal flow diagram and identify a process for each individual step so that it's clearly understandable by anybody who walks in and is kind of foreign um, to the business and can really understand it. And, and put it in place. Yeah, see, I love the discipline of it because I know for me personally, when I first started, I just wanted to do everything really fast myself. Um, I was really sort of fighting the fact, oh, I should make a process or system for this because it was just so much faster and cheaper for me just to do it myself without seeing the big picture that, oh, wait, there is a cost to my time of me doing it. And if I could just step back for five minutes and make a process, I could I could save myself that minute for the rest of my life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, um, but it, you know it's it's not like turning on a light switch. Like it, it's hard to create processes. Um, there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of you know frustration tolerance when the person you're working with you know doesn't understand right away. And um, I, I think it's great the way that you guys are approaching it and the discipline. And I think there's a lot to learn from that. And um, you know, I, I can tell from from just the both of your backgrounds, like it, it it's it really lends itself to sort of this this perfect marriage of of you know creative and and analytics, and um, it's it's like the perfect you know business blend, if you will. I, I think you guys could do anything, really. Um, <laughs> Um, Don't I, say I'm, that glad, too loud, I'm glad you chose this new idea. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, but so, but you know, Michael, like, why, why the land model? Like, you're you're in the big leagues. You're you're at the head of real estate. I mean, there's nothing more complex than and risky, uh, but big dollars than development. So why why raw land? 
Yeah, that that's uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, ultimately for me, uh, I have been constantly search for a great cash flow model, um, and I have evaluated a number of different opportunities, been involved with a few, um, and and really everything that I've come across pales in comparison to the opportunity in the land business. Um, so, you know, you have property management and, and I think you do a really good job explaining uh, some of the potential pitfalls of property management uh, within the land geek course. And, um, you know, land itself is, is this commodity that uh, scares a lot of people away and, and it, it's just not as traditional of a means of, of real estate. However, uh, the potential, if you do it right, and if you follow the land geek philosophy, um, it can be an incredible cash flow model. Uh, generating passive income, provide financial freedom so that you can really live the lifestyle that you want. And, and ultimately, to me, uh, time is the most valuable resource that we have. And I have been working uh, crazy hours for far too long. And, you know, it, it's all in pursuit of being able to obtain this financial freedom. And uh, this is really just the best model that I've been able to identify that would provide that opportunity. Yeah, I know. I, you've got me sold on my own model. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. So, Chris Clark, where, where's the next adventure for you? Oh, shoot. You know, I'm about 45 minutes outside of Incline Village, which is the north side of Lake Tahoe. And I'm driving up. The, I, I wanted to pull off at a nice little spot where I knew I had cell service and could ha uh, have this podcast. But Tahoe for the meantime, and then heading up north to Oregon. We have some property up there that I wanted to actually go put boots on the ground and explore and I'll probably end up in Portland uh, next. And then from there, I think I'm going to head east towards Denver where Mike lives and uh, Michael and I can get together um, and just do some, uh, do some in-person meetings because as, as committed as we are to being a, a distributed team or an online team, uh, it's always nice to have those in-person meetings every once in a while. So that's what's on the agenda for travel. Unbelievable. You, you, you've lost all complaining privileges. <laughs> uh, really I promise I, will, I won't complain anymore as much as I complain. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's so good. It's so good. But now are there any challenges for you, Chris, working this business on the road, doing that type of travel besides just Wi-Fi or Internet? You know, the the only challenges that, that I've come across are when I am in route somewhere. So, uh, you know, as you know, and I don't, I don't think it's been um, really posted anywhere on the Langi community as I should have, but I went down to Costa Rica earlier this year for a month, and that was kind of a test to see if I could really work this business remotely and do it from another country. And I chose Costa Rica for a multitude of reasons, you know, that would you know, because it's a great place, but also because it was, it was in the same time zone. 
And uh, I'll tell you, I got down there. I was I was there for 34 days. My least productive days were really just the days that I was I was on the airplane, and uh, and the only re- the only time that I couldn't work was when we were flying out over water and the Wi-Fi on the Southwest flight wasn't available. But other than that, you could kind of work offline. But I was also kind of in you know have fun mode. Other than that, Wi-Fi has been available everywhere that I've gone. That's all you need. You need Wi-Fi and a laptop. And if you've got cell service, you can take calls as necessary. Um, the next thing that we're really focused on doing, and it, it won't be immediate, it'll, it'll I'm sure be a year down the road, but is to get uh, enough support that we can truly work this business from anywhere. And you could be across the world, not necessarily having to be on the same time zone, as you know the buyers and sellers that you're working with and that's just going to take uh more focus on the systems and processes that we're working on and you know putting the right people in place right no you can do this business from anywhere it's it's amazing no it's incredible and so you're waking up surfing i mean would you would you live in costa rica like full-time like would you move there yeah, I, I'll tell you, the thing is, when I went down there, I, I didn't go with a bunch of friends. I went, it was a solo mission, and I didn't have all the distractions that I had at home, and I was worried about being uh, less productive. I was way more productive because I didn't have so many distractions, and the town that I was staying in sort of shut down at, you know, as soon as uh, dark hit, so I could totally do it. I mean, I like to be in an area where there's the suburban energy that you have, you've got the option to do anything you want. There's, you know, amenities left and right, but I wouldn't mind spending part time in an area where it is a little bit more off the grid or in an area where there's just, it's a sleepy little beach town where you can surf in the morning and do some work and call it a day. So I I would, but I wouldn't make it a full time deal. Yeah. I mean, would you guys buy land in Costa Rica? I'm scared to buy internationally, but, would you do it? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. We'd have to do our due diligence on that and figure it out. <laughs> Mike, Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm with Chris. Uh, you know, it, it's funny. Every country is different. Um, we'd have to do a lot of research and really get comfortable with, with quite a few things before we ventured off and did that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in speaking of research, since you guys are doing such an amazing job of it, and, um, you know, I think you, you've gone maybe 10 levels deeper than, than what I normally do. Um, we, you know, I, I did talk to Chris about it. I said, you know, you should make a course, um, kind of a next level due diligence course. And, and Chris being, you know, Chris was like, yeah, that's a good idea. So you, you guys are working on it, right? Yeah, we are. We are. Um, and, and it's, it's great timing actually too, because again, with us trying to systematize, uh, the business as, as we're putting it together now, the, the course uh, really helps us to further, uh, to take our business to the next level as well. And I think it'll be an incredible resource for others in the Langi community just to see uh, how we approach research and due diligence, all of the different uh, variables that you can take into consideration and, and how that can really set you apart from competition. Yeah, it, it's it's fantastic. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Just selfishly, um, just to start implementing it in my own business, because um, you guys are are even geekier than me when it comes to this stuff. 
So <laughs> that was a great compliment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, one thing about the due diligence too, we decided to focus on it, or the reason why we decided to focus on it is because you can front load it, and if you, you can front load that work and just do it once, it leads to better marketing and uh, and better information for your buyers, so that you don't have to. If you if you basically go in and you do a deep dive on all these properties. Number one, you mitigate risk on the front end, but number two, you also make everything down the line in your process a lot easier. So if you're going to sell a property to someone and they have questions, you'll be able to answer it if you've organized it well. And that was a big deal for us. We really took the first half of uh, 2016 and focused heavily on the acquisition side and nailing down each component. And one of the biggest things was, was the due diligence. So that's that's kind of why we went that direction. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, when I first started in this business, my buyers were doing my due my due diligence. Like I'm I'm, ash, I'm I'm ashamed to admit it, but they would ask me a question, and I would say, "Oh, you need to call the county," and then they, then they would call the county. They'd actually go out there because I couldn't answer any questions about the property, and then they would call me back and they would say, hey, did you know about this, this, and this? I'd be like, oh, no, and I'd write down, and I'd add it to my ad. Like, okay, that's good to know. <laughs> we do get plenty of that, too. There's always new things that they ask. I just got off the phone with a, a guy today, and I thought it was a great question that he asked. He wanted to know about, can he get mail at his property, and where's the nearest PO box? And I wrote it down like, I, I told him, I don't know, and uh, I'd love to know. So it's, it's like, you know, if you could answer those questions for your buyers, you can really go next level, and you can give them a great sense of comfort that they're buying from someone that's actually, you know, dealt with the property, done their due diligence, and then they don't have to go digging. It's less barriers, I guess, you know. They can just make their decision to buy your property much quicker. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, before we get into the tips of the week, because Chris, I know that's going to take you like 50 to 60 minutes of just rattling. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. He's full of knowledge. I know, I know. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Like, um, I mean, it's so funny because like I'll vox Chris and he'll be like, have you read this book? I'm like, I'm reading it right now. Like I'm literally like, could be telling me and I'll be downloading it because I have to keep up. <laughs> and, um, and he's never steered me wrong. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just like very excited. Like every time he's flying, um, I, I like, I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm losing in, in, in the world of like, it's tough to keep up. It is. It's a full-time job. It's, it, it really is. You guys need, you guys need to uh, move into an Airstream and travel around. You'll have much more time on your hands, I'll tell you. <laughs> no, as soon as, we, as soon as we end this podcast, Chris, I'm going to have you talk to my wife. So it's, you, you got it. Yeah, there you go. It, it, you know, it's, this could be a, a whole new real estate sector, Gulfstream Living. <laughs> well uh, don't give me any, any ideas mike is constantly having to reel me back in so um yeah don't don't put me down that path uh, mike <laughs> nick that we'll nick that now <laughs> all right so so mike what or and mike anchor so what has been the best deal that you guys have done so far um let's see you know we uh we did a deal here in, uh, in Colorado where we essentially got the property for 
next to nothing. Uh, there were no back taxes on the property. We paid $300 for it, and uh, we're ending up selling it now for, uh, I think, what is it, 10000 10500 um, And yep. we sold it on terms, and, uh, you know, we're – we got a great down payment. We made more than our money back invested in, um, in the property itself and, and in all of our time and energy spent in doing the due diligence and, and research. And we were able to turn it in less than 60 days. Um, and yeah, so Craigslist? That, was, that was a good one. Craigslist. Yeah. Craigslist. Amazing. I mean, Michael, you can't do that in, in uh, development. <laughs> no, uh, you know, and in development, you look at it, you look at returns typically on a percentage basis because the the dollar amount is typically higher. And, and when I compare a percentage basis return on a development deal to that, <laughs> uh, I don't, it's not even on the same page. So it's great. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, in the, in the real world, like if you make eight to twelve percent, like you're you're crushing it. Like yeah, our, our, our uh, margins are, I mean, are ludicrous. Yeah, eight, you're you're absolutely right. Eight to twelve percent is doing really well. Um, I mean, we'll underwrite most of our our developments for a six to seven percent return, and people are jumping at opportunities where they're getting six to seven percent in the greater Denver area. So when you look at our returns in, in this model, um, people kind of look two or three times and say, is this, is this real? So. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And, and, but you know, getting back to what you said in the beginning, like it's, it's very non-competitive. People don't love land. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a very, very small group. If we went to a RIA meeting, you know, and there's a hundred people, 99 of them are going to be in, in house flipping. Right. Mike, you might be right. the only developer in there, but, and then there be you know, and Chris would be the land guy. It's just it's right. just, it's just unloved, um, and and it's it's almost it's it's too small, I think, for hedge funds and private equity to even get involved in it, and too slow, in that sense too. Um, yeah, and I and I think I think you're absolutely right, and I think that uh, they haven't really been able to identify. Um, the real opportunity here and, and this just how it can be scaled and, and they don't have the time or resources to go into it. And then further hedge funds have to answer to investors. And if they go to an investor and say, Hey, we're buying a, a bunch of raw land and the investor's going to say, man, that's not that sexy. Um, how is this going to work? And, and so it, you're absolutely right. It's just not as attractive to, to the majority of people. Yeah. Yeah. So for the, for the wrong reasons. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's fantastic. All right, Chris, are you ready? Are you, are you, are you foaming at the mouth right now? I can't wait to wait. I cannot wait to give away a tip of the week. <laughs> I, I, the tips of the week. All right. I'm, I'm taking notes right now on my post-it note because I actually are yeah, on my, on my online post-it. All right, Chris, Mike, what are your tips of the week? Uh, Mike, go ahead, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off my excitement for a little while longer. It's all you. Oh wow! Look, look okay. at the, I the appreciate that. That's amazing. I'm glad because you know I'd I'd hate to follow Chris's act, so I'm I'm good. I'm glad I'm gonna jump right <laughs> in here. Um, <laughs> yeah, Chris, I get to the good next. 
<laughs> I'm getting hazed. <laughs> uh, so one tip that I would have is, um, you know, property taxes are uh, a, a very integral part of the land business, and and that's really one of your only carrying costs is paying property taxes. And so um, we actually recently just learned that uh, different counties will actually give you a discount on your property taxes if you pay them in advance. So, for example, property taxes for a particular county are due in January 1st. They release the property tax statement in October. If you make the payment immediately in October, you'll get a 4% discount on your annual property tax. If you make it in November, you get a 3% discount. In December, a 2% discount. And then if you pay them January through the due date, then you're paying face value for the coupon. So um, just one quick tip is just to pay attention. Uh, reach out to each individual county, the treasurer, see if they offer any sort of discounts with the property taxes as they're due. Um, and those pennies add up really quick. Oh, great tip. That's a great tip. I don't know, Chris. That's going to be a tough one to follow. I, I can't even follow it. I have nothing that would compare to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, if you guys could see me right now, I just drop the microphone and I'm walking off the stage. So it'll, it'll never happen again. That was great. That was great. Um, all right, Chris. Do I, do I get to go? Uh, yep, all you. All you, Mark. All right. So... My tip of the week, I got a bunch of tips. Um, it's going to be just some quick little like tech things that are kind of geeky that you, like people just don't think about and do, but like save you time, right? So I used to like, you know, th like there'd be certain, um, I would do like a YouTube video, right? And I'd want to take that YouTube video and use it somewhere else in my marketing. I want to maybe edit it and maybe put it into Wistia. So I'd have to download that YouTube video. Well, you'd have to go on, you know, Google or, or you know, download a downloader. Well, I just found this tip that has saved me so much time. And all you do is you put, you know, let's say that um, the, it's www. And then you put SS. And then YouTube dot and whatever your your video is, and it'll download it. So just put that SS in between the www dot and YouTube, and you can download YouTube videos right away. I don't know. That, that's, that's a great tip. Is that, that is good? Yeah. All right. Um, let me see. What else was there? Um, I had one other one that was really good. Um, okay, so let's say that uh, you're doing you're doing an ad, and you want it translated into let's say two really you know good markets or you know Japanese or um, and the Latino market, right? Well, you used to have to go to you know like Fiverr and have somebody translate it, but if you just um, go into Google, right, and type in translate for your search term, 
followed by the language you want, let's say translate Spanish, um, it'll take that page and translate it. So I could take one of my ads and then have it translated in Spanish. What do you think of that? It's a little Google That's hack. Pretty cool. So those are my two tips. All right, Chris. That's a that's a good idea. Wait, how do you now? How do you handle it when someone calls and they start speaking a different language to you? Okay, you so have, when they start speaking a different language to me, I have an app called iTranslate on my phone. Okay, and then it'll just translate it. And I'll just say, okay, say that again. You know, <laughs> and and boom, it, it has <laughs> it has like a hundred languages in there. But my acquisition manager also speaks Spanish fluently, so that helps. Oh, that's that's true. That's true. Okay, that's an awesome tip. Um, all right. Well, mine my tip is nowhere near as good as either of your guys' tips, but um, <laughs> but I'll but I'll, I'll give you a, I'll throw out a tip here. Um, this is one I just stumbled across because someone else recommended that I I make this phone call, and it ended up leading to some some good knowledge about one of the properties that I was going to buy. And uh, the tip is. It has to do with due diligence. It's on the front end typically, but you can do it on a property that you already know or that you already own. And it is to call the local sheriff's department. Uh. And you can call the sheriff's department and ask them about, you know, a certain subdivision typically. And it was surprising to me. The reason that I made the phone call in the first place was to figure out whether or not the property had access and what it was. Um, and when I called the sheriff's department, the woman that I spoke with knew anything and everything about this area, including the history. And I ended up spending uh, at least 10 minutes on the phone with her, just scribbling down notes. Uh, she ended up being a really good resource. I could call her back. I, I did call her back and asked her some additional questions. But um, yeah, that's the tip. Call the local sheriff's department and just pick their brain. See what what they know about a certain subdivision if you're going to buy land there and you can do it on property that you're looking at buying already and it's kind of um a safeguard against things that wouldn't otherwise come out and uh or if you already own the land and you want to get additional information on um on it so you can sell it or just speak more knowledgeably about it it's just a good uh they're, they're a great resource i love it i love it mike warren what do you think yeah, it's uh, it's a great tip. I mean, and and as Chris said, it, developing those relationships with local resources can really set you apart and help you to to determine if you're making a good decision or something that you should walk away from. So, great, great tip, Chris. Fantastic. All right, Thanks. Chris. What 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 else you got? Come on. Don't don't <laughs> don't, make, don't make me beg. Oh my goodness. Uh, I've got a marketing tip that we are thinking about using, and okay. it may have been mentioned before, but it's called Bond.com. Have you heard of that? You know, I have heard of Bond. I don't think we've we've talked about it on the podcast, um, but it's great. I, the only problem I think with Bond, it's like it's HelloBond.com or HelloBond.co. Let me see the website. It's yeah, Bond B O N D dot C O. Just Bond.co. I think you can't do. I think you have to do bulk now with them. And it's like, a, I think they changed their fee structure because I was looking into them. Yeah. They're, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful platform. I don't know how useful it is, but I, I think it would be beneficial for either the hard to reach sellers that you really want to get 
a hold of where you know they've got a property that just is a key component to whatever it is that you're trying to put together with your portfolio. For example, if you're trying to do an assemblage of three or four parcels, um, and it could also be a way to get a hold of the neighbors if they're not responding to your first letter, your kind of black and white letter. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think the problem is, is that um, I think you have to do this in bulk now. Um, so I'm going to give you a better tip because I just got this one today and I'm going to give, and I'll give Scott Todd his due. Okay. You ready? <laughs> okay. The simple postcard.com. So you, it's amazing. You text a photo to their number and the simple postcard will respond with, and, and send out for two bucks the, the postcard and ship it. And that's it for two bucks. So imagine that you've got this beautiful piece of land, right? Um, you just take you just take the upload that photo, text it with a little bit of uh, a, a little bit of copy, let's say, to your customer, and boom, they ship it. And now you've got that this custom awesome. postcard that's more visual for their piece of raw land. Oh yeah, that and, is amazing. Yeah, and if you wanted to spend, you know, a little bit more to the neighbors, you can market to the neighbors this way too, and say, hey, <laughs> you know, here's that piece of land right next to you. Don't let it get away before we go to the open market. Increase your land holding, protect your views, whatever it is. That's awesome. I just posted that to Slack, and uh, we'll be using it. That's a, that is the tip of the day. You just you won the competition, Mark. <laughs> Look, I, I've got to I've got to give it up to Scott, but um, you know, I, I I think it's I think it's a good tip. So I'm I'm definitely going to to use it for our our glues. You know, giving that little unexpected extra. But um, all right, but Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna push you for the uh, the book tip of the week because I'm I just finished the Willpower Instinct, and the last tip the last book you gave me was great. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. it. The Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes. So what do you got for me? Yeah, that book is pretty epic. Okay, uh, the one that I'm reading now that I'm really enjoying is called Ask. Oh, right, the Ask. Okay, yeah. Yeah, have you read it? Um, I have read, I basically have read it. Um, I've, I've, re I've read it through Blinkist, but is it worth reading the whole book? Well, here's the thing. It's the only reason I'm reading it now is because we focused on that on the acquisition side very heavily and now we're, you know, really focusing on the marketing side for the disposition and we want to try to make it as, you know, we want to use data to our advantage and really make it easy for people to come to our site and get the right buyers to come through and not have to answer a million questions from tire kickers. So, if you're if you've kind of made it through the initial deal cycle and you've gone full cycle on your business and you're starting to uh, get a little bit more geeky on, on the marketing side, then it's definitely a great book. But I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's really in detail. Where, what this guy does is he's, he's just broken it down um, piece by piece on how to run surveys to get people to tell you what they want and how to speak to them on the marketing level. So, you know, if you're going to write copy, you can essentially 
pick your audience and write the perfect marketing copy and the perfect message to them. Um, but it looks like it's a lot of work. I haven't done it. It's a great book and it's a great theory. I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd love to have the money to just hire the, his consulting firm to do it, but the ideas in it are fantastic. I mean, I think we're, we're going to start trying to get next level in our marketing and implementing some of the tactics he recommends. All right. Very cool. Very cool. Um, all right. I'll have to get the book. I, I know uh, Brian has it and uh, he's a big Ryan Levesque fan. Um, so for sure. That's a great, that's a, that's a great book tip for sure. Um, Mike Warren, are we good? <laughs> We're pretty good. All right. Couldn't well, be I, better. I'm, I'm really excited to uh, have you and Chris start coaching um, our, our community for those clients that, that, you know, enter into coaching um, because between the two of you, it's just a depth of knowledge um, and uh, you guys make a great, team and and as a coaching team it's it's really ideal because um you know you both you both bring your own kind of flavor to the business your own strengths and um you know when chris is traveling you got mike warren right there to to help you out so what what's better um and so i i couldn't be more excited personally and uh, i'm really excited for the uh the due diligence course can we get that thing done by friday Today's Tuesday. Uh, yeah, we're hustling. We're hustling, and and in all sincerity, we are really excited to be a part of the the coaching team too. So we appreciate the opportunity. All right, great, great. Well, I want everybody to learn more um, about Mike and Chris and check out stratusland.com. S T R A T S land.com. Uh, invest in some land over there um, for sure, and then. Uh, give me some love. Go to thelandgeek.com and download for free the Passive Income Blueprint. Get the ebook, How to Avoid the Three Fatal Land Buying Mistakes, and get this always informative and engaging. And look, we've got a plethora of tips every week for you if you just subscribe, rate, and review the Art of Passive Income Model podcast. Chris Clark, always a pleasure. And um, we'll see everybody next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thank Mark. Oh, by the way, I forgot to say it. Let freedom ring. Thanks for listening to the Art of Passive Income podcast. Start your journey at www.thelandgate.com and www.scotttaub.net. Read and review the podcast and email support at thelandgate.com. Your screenshot for a free passive income launch kit.